0: Hello, Podcast Land. This is Dr. Octave here with a quick little intro. Just warning you, we had some hardware failures in our recording equipment recently. So, this podcast might sound a little bit weird with some hiss on it because we had to use some equipment we don't normally use. And we recorded it in a space where there were other people playing music through walls. So, you might hear some stuff in the background, but the foreground is so interesting. Why would you care? This episode is with Keiko Takamura. She's a solo artist, singer-songwriter, and she sings with the band Crash Faster. And I hope you enjoy this interview. We don't have any show dates coming up right now, but we are in the studio working on new music. So keep your eyes, ears, and other organs peeled for that coming soon. We're also going to be on two upcoming compilations. One of them, put out by 8 Bit LA, is going to be songs from the Steven Universe show, and the other, put out by Game Face Show, is going to be a tribute to David Bowie, and all the proceeds from that will go to Cancer Research. So once again, stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at Cartoon Violins, Facebook, The Real Cartoon Violence, and CartoonViolenceMusic.com to keep up with all our new releases and the exciting new stuff we've got for 2016.
1: Excited about
2: snails, oh my god! Yeah. Cool. How do so you have? Two I
1: have three snails.
3: Three snails? Yes. What are the, you named? One? I, Fibonacci. I know two of their names. Right. <laughs>
1: okay, go ahead.
0: Oh, Fibonacci
3: uh-huh. and Romanesco.
1: Romanesco. The smallest one is Pip. Ah, uh,
0: of course. Yes. Why wouldn't it be?
1: Pip. It, it lives in the glass teapot. It's about this big. It is about as big as I don't know, like a, like a, a tiny, f- a like
0: a desk pumpkin.
3: Phil-
1: Philadelphia cream cheese wok.
3: There you go. That's a good. That's a good.
1: Size
3: <laughs> you've, you've given them such nice little homes. Yeah, it's yeah. cool.
1: You
0: rescued them from the horror of being squashed by people's shoes.
1: Exactly. So, like, like all good Californians, when it rains, they all the snails freak out.
0: They forget how to drive. Right. Yeah. They
1: forget how to drive their little snail bodies, and they just they careen onto the sidewalk where people are walking. People don't care. People don't care about Aww. snails. They don't care about snails. But you
3: obviously have some I, sort of affection for yeah. them. Yeah. So you've, you've, you've taken in three rescue snails? Three
1: rescue snails. Nice. Yeah.
3: You're going to carry them to a term? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What happens? Do snails just turn into bigger snails?
1: Snails just turn into bigger snails. I just, I really want baby snails. They don't oh.
0: evolve into like snail acts or something?
3: Do, yeah. they, do, they, do they self-procreate? Like,
1: They're hermaphroditic. That's okay. why I, I picked those like gender non-specific names. Nice. So they could just fuck themselves, basically. I can
0: so, get, so you know, say babies. every, every day when you leave for work, you're like, hi, snails, go fuck yourselves.
1: Yep. See you later. Go fuck yourselves.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: My babies. Hey.
3: Welcome to Cartoon Violence as <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> it's me, your hostess with the mostest, Professor Robot. Woo-hoo!
0: And it's me, your host <laughs> with the suitcase full of gear, Dr. Octave. Yay! Yay! And joining us in the studio this
3: month is our very extra special, super awesome guest, Keiko Takamura.
0: Well, Wow, the crickets really love you. Yeah.
3: That's, that's, see, when it's hot, they go fat they chirp faster. They were chirping pretty fast.
0: <laughs> yes. We're, we're kind of hot.
3: Yeah, those are some hot crickets. Yeah. Right there, which is a great indie folk band, you guys. I don't know if that's
1: true. <laughs> it's but also a delicacy some places. Hot crickets. Yeah. <laughs> hot
0: crickets on a stick.
1: Mm,
3: mm, mm. Those are some huge crickets, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably uh, bigger than your snails. Mm. But still, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here, you're a musician. Yeah. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. Because we've had so few musicians yeah. on this show before.
0: We're only 12 for 12 with musician <laughs> guests so far.
3: Yeah. So, uh, but you're you're in a band called Crash Faster. Indeed. And then you're also a solo artist as well, singer, songwriter, performer. Right. Yeah. is yes. that a, Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. I I'm I'm a dabbler. So, I um, learned how to play guitar when I was like 14 because I um, stepped foot onto campus. I'm like, everybody has a guitar, so I need to either learn guitar or I'm going to die here.
3: So it was like your survival yeah. instinct is what brought you Yeah, a <laughs> musician.
1: And, and lo and behold, I was super cool in high school.
0: Yeah? yeah. Like you were the one bringing the guitar to all the parties and getting all the boys swooning over you?
1: Well, it, uh, on the Why was lawn... was that just be boys? Right? Getting all the
0: snails swooning over you, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, yeah. All the yeah. tiny snails. And all the little tiny snails. Um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was good times.
3: Nice. So... Were you at a performing school, or was it just like the thing that everyone was doing was at the time? It was
1: just the thing. It in was picture. like those uh, fucking um, hoverboards, but in uh, the early 2000s, <laughs> everyone had guitars on their bags.
3: Nice. Was yeah. it because of, like, Guitar Hero or something? Was I don't No,
1: I think it was just the kids like to have an identity <laughs> immediately, yeah. like recognizable from far away. So... You have a guitar in your back. People know, ah, this musician is a cool kid.
0: Until everybody has a guitar, and then you have to know, oh, that guy with the Gibson six string acoustic electric, he's the
2: cool one. Right.
3: Yeah. The guy in the cool band with the long hair who looks sad all the time.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. The guy in the trench coat who walks funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just naming archetypes from our youth. Is that me, or is that <laughs> me? <laughs> I think half of that was you. Half <laughs> of that. <laughs> F- figure out which one. The,
3: well, the second one. Yeah,
0: obviously. The trench coat and walking funny. Well, I meant either you wore a trench coat or you walked funny.
3: I, I never did both at the same time.
0: No. Okay. No, you were a very serious trench coat wearer. <laughs> very serious. What's Super your favorite terrific. trench coat?
1: Um, the the Neo one, maybe? Neo oh. trench coat.
0: That's a good trench coat.
3: Yeah. like So the, the, it's like leather, right?
1: Aren't Is it they leather? usually? Yeah.
0: Well, Tre- well, not all
3: trench coats are leather. Some of
0: them are like umbrella material yeah i
3: had like a london fog trench coat it was like a nice smooth fabric
0: there's a certain point that i think it stops <clears throat> being a trench coat and becomes a pea coat yeah depending on how many depending on how petty you are yeah because i've had how a london fog gets. pea coat
3: Ooh la-di-da
0: yeah but it serves it's you know it's a long coat it can double oh, as huh. a trench all right well <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So and you, you know.
3: so you pick up a guitar. How long from when you picked up the guitar till you started like writing your own stuff?
1: I I was like writing stupid little songs ever since I was like in second grade, right? Yeah. Um, and then once I finally picked up a guitar, I could actually write accompaniment to the stupid songs um, that I, I kept in my little Sailor Moon notebook.
3: Nice.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: Do you still have that notebook?
1: No, no. I probably oh. threw it away a long time ago because it's stupid.
3: So that's like the that's like the lost archive. Mm. Will show up like years from now auctioned off. As like the 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 lost years. Okay, go talking about it. It'll be like Wilco and Billy Bragg will like dig it up and do covers of it like they did for uh, Hank Williams.
1: Exactly. It's exactly that.
3: <laughs> exactly. It's exactly, exactly that. that.
1: You are right.
0: So who were some of your early influences as a songwriter? Like even starting young, what was making you want to do music?
1: Jem and the holograms. Nice. Yes. That's why I was so mad at about the movie.
3: Oh man. Yeah. I did not even bother with the movie. I heard nothing but yeah. bad things about it. Did I I've heard good things about the comic book though. The
1: comic book's amazing. And everyone's gay.
3: Everyone's gay in the comic book. No, books? not
1: everyone. But two 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 main characters are gay and it's great.
3: That is not that outrageous. It shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> it was totally outrageous yeah, back at the then. Time, now in it's the just 80s, mildly outrageous.
3: outrageous
0: to the max, radically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my favorite is Stormer. I'm exactly Stormer. She's like, oh, they made uh, all the characters d- different heights and body types too. So Stormer is like super curvy.
3: Nice. Is she the bassist?
1: She's the uh, guitarist.
3: Guitarist. Yeah. Nice.
0: That's great. Got to approve of that. You like them curvy guitarists. I do like curvy guitarists. That's... I, I am one sometimes.
3: Right, <laughs> 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 certainly I
1: Rocking those curves.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh. Hey, real men have
1: hips <laughs> and love handles.
3: Yeah. There you go. Speak the truth.
1: <laughs> dad bod.
0: Yeah. Hashtag, I, dad
2: bod. Uh. Hashtag
1: dad bod. Hashtag dad bod. Hashtag dad Out on the beach.
0: Dad bod. I, dad bod. I got it from my
1: daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from my daddy. Oh,
2: oh yeah. So, so you, go you, ahead. No, no, you. No, oh, okay. no
0: you. <laughs> All right.
3: So 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 like <laughs> some kind of 80s new wave was like the was that like your first impression musical impressions? Is that what that So grew I grew
1: from? up in San Jose, so everyone around me was listening to um slow jam R&B uh like Boys to Men and then my mom was listening to Paul Abdul uh my dad was listening to like Michael Jackson, so that just like pop, straight up pop, and um, and some like R and B and hip hop. Um, that's just a little, little
3: much... sprinkle here and there. Yeah. And, like what the like you'd be at school and kids would be listening to it. Sort yes, of. Yeah,
1: like S W V, Salt and Peppa.
3: Oh snap!
1: Right. Oh, and Selena was everywhere. Everyone loved Selena, and they were all just devastated.
3: That's insane. Yeah. yeah. That was so long ago now. But yeah, I totally remember when Selena and I... And then there was a made-for-TV movie.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, who was... Was that... J-Lo. J-Lo, yeah. It was J-Lo, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, and then one of my friends was like, she's not even Mexican. How dare she? Whoa. Yeah, right?
3: Whoa. Shots fired. Right? Wow. Damn. Was that before Kurt Cobain?
1: No,
2: I'm that was after. that was, like,
3: right afterwards, right? That was after, right? yeah. That was, like, the next musician to be shot. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Well, on a cheerful more cheerful note, no one's shot any of us yet and we're still all making music. Yeah. So let's bring it we'll bring it back up there. There we go. That's there a positive. There's a plus. None of our listeners are dead.
1: <laughs> if you're listening to <laughs> this If you're listening
3: to this, someone probably hasn't shot you. Yeah. Or you've survived being shot, in which case good for you. You're uh, a survivor. Yeah. You're not gonna give up. You're gonna try harder, which is not a Jennifer Lopez
0: song.
1: It's no <laughs> I blew it.
0: So Keiko, when did you move from the Sailor Moon notebook songs to actually like writing with the intent of performing or releasing or, or something like that?
1: Um you're gonna make me say it,
0: right? So <laughs> Well we we've gotta fill in the gap between then and now. Yeah,
1: okay, okay. <laughs> this is your I'm... story,
0: your rise to power.
1: Okay, so I just for your listeners out there who don't know who I am, which is all of them probably. I'm just gonna gloss over this real quick, so you get like this point of reference, because I don't like talking about it too much. But um, I uh, learned how to play guitar, and then I got onto, um, I got into Second Life, which is this um, uh, online kind of like, kind of like an MMO, but it's more like a chat room. It's like a virtual chat room with like avatars and stuff. And I learned how to um, live stream back in. 2005 or six that was kind of like a an unheard of thing so um, i would like boot up winamp get a stream and um stream my my voice and play songs live and people could listen in and watch my avatar you know animated and you know strumming a, a guitar and it would be like being in a virtual concert um so i did that for a while and then I got kind of popular on Second Life, and I'm like, I better ride this wave. Um, so then I got, oh, actually, um, someone from MTV News got wind of me. They got, this is how long ago this was. I'm dating myself so bad. They found my MySpace page. And um,
0: we've all been wow. there. Don't yeah. be ashamed.
3: We're all uh, friends of of Tom. Yeah. <laughs> So,
1: oh, and I I used TuneCore when it was first launched on MySpace. Damn. It was, it was back, far back.
3: It was, it was the Wild West, though.
1: Yeah, it was right. seriously yeah. the Wild West. So um, I was trying to sell, like, my shitty recordings um, via TuneCore on MySpace, making, like, three sets a pop or something like that. ka Right? Living um, the dream. Uh, and then, anyway, so, yeah, someone from MTV News... Um, saw my MySpace page, got in contact with me, like, hey, you're doing this cool thing on Second Life. It's a virtual world. Um, people are coming to your shows. That's cool. Let's um, set up an interview. Um, so they come into my college dorm. I'm, I'm like in college at the time. And they interview me. And I get this little blurb on MTV News first. Um, so there's that. And then after that, there was a casting call for MTV's True Life floating around, I responded to the casting call uh, for the episode um, True Life, I Live Another Life on the Web. So that's that's that really your, nice. Your
3: second life was your other life on the web. Was,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I was super obsessed with second life. Damn. Um, mm.
3: Like, did I, and you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but yeah. like, how did that affect like your college life? Like being on MTV, like did other students see that? And like how did they respond to it?
1: Oh, um the episode didn't come out until after I graduated. Oh. So So
3: th- that was that did you feel like you dodged a bullet there? Yes. Alright.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um and then uh so yeah, I got I got kind of a following in Second Life and I got pretty popular and I'm like, okay, well I this episode's gonna come out, I better make a band. So I got on Craigslist, got as many band members as I could to, like, commit to making a band. And then um, I put out my first EP, and that was, like, Crash and Burn Disaster. Because um, it was just... But that's your first EP. That's my first EP.
3: That's, like, your first, like, first time ever going into a studio really trying to, like, work with a group and yeah. like,
0: directing it, right? Yeah. Was that the shebangs? Yes. Yeah, it, to my ears, it sounded good for a first try. How how do you think it crashed and Burned?
1: Um, I mean, like the, the EP itself was definitely a a good old college try, but like, um, I just like, it was, it was so much effort and so much heartache that I just like, it turned me off of the idea of, um, leading a band. i like, I'm, I'm just not really good at leading other people. I'm not good at, uh, cat herding. And being yeah. diplomatic and um, choosing careful words, to,
3: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that's why there's only two of us, three, three in our band, you know? Right. Like, it's uh, not not that we're too acidic, but it is really difficult to kind of, like, be, tell people no, mm. and, like, that's not what I need you to do, and kind of, like, reign in egos sometimes. Like, yeah. even your own. Yeah. You know, as, as a leader, like, and being democratic and about really thinking about what the, what a song needs. Yeah. Like, it's tough. It's it's super tough.
0: Yeah. So with the shebangs, was it you telling people what to play or was there actually a songwriting process with these musicians? It was it was me
1: telling other people what to play. I, I definitely botched it and totally billy Horton the entire experience. So, like, I just... <laughs> you know, I'm like... I'm not cut out for... Because um, I, I had... I thought I had a vision, um, but it just, it it didn't turn out the way I wanted it, and it ended up being very, 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 very pop. I thought, I thought I, this was a rock band, um, but the the end result was like, like really, really shiny pop, (laughs) and I'm like, that's, that's the exact opposite of what I wanted to be. At the time, I thought I was going to sound like No Doubt or something.
0: Yeah. I don't know. When, when I listen to those songs, like the first hits I get are somewhere around like metric and the sounds, mm-hmm. which to me is definitely on the rockier side of pop and the poppier side of rock, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it like full bubble gum, you know, like you can get a lot more poppy and glisteny than, than what you were doing there.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, think, I think you're giving yourself not enough credit for, for at least having some small successes in terms of creative output, because mm. you know, when I listen to those songs, I don't hear exactly the, the complaints you're having. But of course, it's different when I didn't write the songs and right. I wasn't learning the process, and I haven't sat with them in my gut for years.
1: Yeah, and on, on top of like the, the creative output, um, just the, the whole business side to running a band... I I didn't, I wasn't anticipating how much work it was going to be, you know, trying to, it it was was like only a part of it, the whole process was creative and then a a huge chunk of it was an entrepreneurial kind of effort, like starting up my own business. Yeah,
3: I mean it's weird, it's weird when you're your brand. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really difficult thing because you... I, and I think every musician feels this way, except for maybe Gene Simmons, but <laughs> you don't see yourself as anything fantastic, necessarily, not that you not, not that you aren't fantastic. Because mm-hmm. you know people obviously dig what you do. We dig what you do. and like people dig what we do, but like you just see yourself and everything that you write is contrived to you. because yeah. you, know, you wrote it. And, and so you're, you're just going you can go back to things from a long time ago and be like, "Oh God. What was i thinking and people are like oh man that's your best song ever and uh knowing how to react to that mm. is always difficult mm. but uh yeah i mean what what but what do you what do you what did you gain from that experience like on the positive thing like what did you learn other than like you don't want to be the person in charge of running like everything
1: um so oh i guess this is a, a good segue um i Figured out that um, maybe being a vac- backup vocalist was for me <laughs> because I love harmonizing, um, and even though I also love songwriting and putting my own songs out there, um, singing other people's songs kind of allows me to open up and and use my voice in a way that no- maybe normally I wouldn't. It's more like um, being a role on a on a TV show, Instead or being a writer,
2: yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. The, in the scripting room,
1: yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not myself. I'm playing a role for this part, so I'm playing, I'm, I'm creating a character for this song, t- in order to help the song along, kind of like to tell the story yeah. of the song. So it's not, I'm, I'm bleeding my heart over like you know this live journal entry of a song, you know like. <laughs> please love me kind of thing. Like it's...
3: you, like you, like almost more like your character is attached to it more than you personally are attached to it. It's, or...
1: it's more like I'm able to do different things and other things because I am not personally attached to this song.
0: Yeah. The ego's less on the line. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have to be in charge. Yeah. This is not my baby. Re- repercussions. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: You're just watching it while your friend goes to the grocery store for a second.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> No, I think that's a that's a good thing to to realize, you know, because some people do have that ego in their music, and that's part of their whole aesthetic, and mm-hmm. it works for them, and they're very driven in their own brand as mm-hmm. a, their own personality as a brand. Yeah. But to realize that that's not you, and find a band that you fit in mm-hmm. is is good. So is that is that how you found Crash Faster then?
1: Yeah, um, I actually was a fan of Crash Faster before I joined. Um, I went to one of their shows and. Um, First, first I saw Crash Faster when it was just Morgan and his laptop. I was like, that's awesome. Um, and he played the Nine Inch Nails cover, and I was like blown away. This is super cool. And then the next time I saw him, he had a full band, and he had a singer. I'm like, cool. And at the end of the show, he's like, this is our singer's last show. I'm like, oh, well, in that case, and I like cornered Morgan at the end of the show, so
3: <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I might be interested, maybe, yeah, a little, I guess, sort of, yeah
1: <laughs> so, um, uh, we exchanged information, and we got together, and he's like, "But, all right, we have a show, um, in two weeks, learn these songs, I'm like, oh, okay,
3: <laughs> and like, you've just been going ever since, yeah, right? nice, yes. um, so a lot of the stuff on the new album. Or, or I guess it was an EP. EP. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, how involved are you now that you've been with Crash Faster for longer?
1: Um, Morgan, on the new EP, um, Morgan had me write lyrics for um, a couple of the songs. Um, so, like, Go and... Um, oh, it was... Uh, this wasn't on the EP. It was the newest single. Um <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh-oh. Uh, when your ego's not in yeah. it involved with which of the releases no, are No. No,
1: seriously, even Morgan doesn't know the names to songs. Yeah. Sometimes. You
3: you have so many and it's all just like one word. Yeah. And you're like, "Uh, time. So the one with Rewind. that part in
1: it that
0: goes like that."
1: It's called Rewind. Uh, it was yeah, the yeah. newest the newest single I um I wrote lyrics, a bunch of lyrics for that one too. So that was fun. Go was definitely fun cuz I got to put Japanese lyrics, so.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's a fun song. Yeah. yeah I wish I could sing song. along without <laughs> staring at the fizz. The
3: first time I ever listened to that song, like you guys had posted it on Facebook and I was at my the, on my office at the time and like I'm just playing it on my laptop and all of a sudden I hear this banging on the wall. And I'm like, what the hell? And I like turn the music off. And it's like there's some guy yelling, "This is an office, not a dance party or something like that." <laughs> and like I'm fr- I'm a pretty big dude. And he, uh, you know, I, so I walk over to their office, and like I knock on the door, and they're trying to act like nobody's there. And so I open the door, and I'm like, hello? And like I walk into the dude's office, and I'm like, hey, I'm the guy who's like, while you just banged on, that's not how adults do things. And it's like this tiny, petite like Indian dude, and I'm just in his face being like, no. You have a problem? You come see me. Or here's my number, but like don't do that. I like scared the crap out of some business guy. Ha. Like he had but uh that's my first experience with uh with Go.
1: That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that was your first experience. Yeah.
3: yeah, I got to shake down a businessman for being impolite. <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah.
2: Um, um that's um, that's all I got. <laughs> on Twitter
1: the first time some some kids uh, we played at the the Santa Managuchi show and these uh these, these kids who were there, they were tweeting that um, they were singing along to go, but they were singing the the lyrics to Blink-182's Adam song over the Japanese parts.
0: Oh, boy. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, And they both had the same idea at different times. And then they like looked at each other, and they're like, I can't believe you're also singing the lyrics to Adam's song over the Japanese part. And, and that's they just how they start, met. Yeah, I think so. they Yeah.
0: Now they're married five kids five kids and a goat <laughs> when's that mashup going to hit the airwaves right come on
3: get girl talk on it right now yeah
0: yeah so uh you're still moving forward with crash faster yes. or are you guys working on a new album or another EP or
1: i don't know touring? we're all kind of really super busy right now but like um crash faster is just going to always be a thing.
3: Crashing fast. Yeah. What about, like, uh, you're doing, you're working on, like, solo stuff as well, though, too, right?
1: So, yeah, right now, I wanted to take some time to, like, hone my craft because that's what you're supposed to do, right? (laughs) As a musician, you're supposed to, like, keep your chops up. So, um, I challenged myself to do, like, a a record, a, a cover a month. So, um... January, I did uh, Satellite by Guster. Um, This month, actually tomorrow, (laughs) I'm going to record probably um, Everlong. Nice. Anyway, here's Everlong.
3: I'm curious to see what your your version of Everlong ends up sounding like. It's going to be available when this podcast comes out then as well, right? Uh, Probably, right? Like this comes out the first of, what, March? March. Yeah, March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be available like right then right? yeah yeah First and we can
1: plug the soundcloud or whatever yeah.
3: go to go to her soundcloud and listen to it we, we can just plug it now we can plug it later too okay uh, or we could not plug what's it at all yeah, what's your soundcloud where can people find this awesome right? Everlong we're cover? gonna
1: totally like edit the shit out of this right so, no, no, this all, no, no 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 editing we doing it live uh soundcloud.com slash keiko takamura
0: and if you don't know how to spell that, you didn't read the episode title, right? <laughs> so, uh, are you yeah. going to keep just doing these these covers for now, or do you have other plans for like another personal album or EP?
1: Um, yeah, I was thinking about um, recording an EP. I have some plans on the horizon. Stick around for that. Um, hopefully, if you follow me on Twitter or you follow my um, my band Facebook, um, I have some. Some ideas in the works. Nothing super solid yet, but I'm, you know, I have like a team of of friends that I want to get together
3: and rock out
1: and rock out and do this thing. Yeah. Um, Uh, and it's about um fairy tales. Fairy tales.
3: Do you like? I. What are your favorite fairy tales of all time?
1: Um, in general, I think it's the Little Mermaid. Definitely the Little Mermaid. Like
0: not just the Disney version.
3: Not just the the Disney version.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. Hans Christian Andersen, classic shit. Yeah. That it's
1: old any, school. Anything that has to do with mermaids is fascinating to me.
0: Nice. Yeah. You played Pocket Mortys.
1: What's Pocket Mortys? <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: a Rick and Morty Pokemon game. God damn like it! Ah.
0: But they've and got a, a mermaid, mermaid mori Morty that you can catch. Oh nice. And they've got a reverse mermaid Morty,
1: which. Oh, mori, God. Which is
0: the fish on oh, top. Yeah. Yeah.
3: How do you feel about reverse mermaids?
1: Um.
3: Not as interesting as regular mermaids. I mean, more interesting.
1: They could be more interesting. <laughs>
3: like, how do they breathe? That's what they, I want uh, to know. Because they yeah, but they've got human feet. Yeah. So they walk on land. That's what it seems to implicate, right? Yeah. And Is that, so, how do they? how do they, reverse mermaids breathe? They don't. They're
0: very short-lived. They <laughs> they well, maybe they have to, like, they're carry like an aquarium tr- hat around, like, like a space helmet oh, filled with water. That would make That's sense. what happens
3: if your mermaid mom drinks while she's
0: <laughs> I, I think uh, mermaids are more fun at parties. Reverse mermaids are more fun after the
3: party. Right. Oh, uh, so, why? Because they're old
0: enough to buy liquor? Because they have the right parts below the belt.
1: Okay, so... Have you ever been to Girardelli Square?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. There's that mermaid fountain where the mermaids are breastfeeding their little mer sons. Ah, uh, I missed that. One. Have you ever seen that? So okay. that
3: means mermaids are mammals? That well, they do have hair.
1: They have hair, they have breasts. Yeah. yeah. They have big old titties. What do they use them for? For feeding their little mer babies, right? Yeah. So they have to be mammals. So I'm thinking mermaids are more like dolphins. So they must have some sort of opening.
3: Or they could be like platypi. Like platypi lay eggs. Like they could they could lay eggs like fish and then fertilize them. Like that's possible. Hmm. Which is why there's so few mermaids because some of them get eaten by predators Hmm. when they're just a clutch. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I really don't know that much about Mermaid Reproduction, mm. What should be the name of your next album.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Everything, you guessed
0: it. Everything I needed to know about Mermaid Reproduction, I learned from Keiko Takamura's right. latest album. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That'll be our box quote for you. There awesome. you go. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, man. I think I've already promised would, I'd beatbox for you yes. on your next thing. Yes, I am, yes. Yeah, I still you, need you, that. You gave me a drawing of Sailor Moon. Eating yes. a bunch of food, yes, which is freaking awesome. Like your art is fantastic as well. Like Thank your you. actual drawings and things like that.
1: I'm I'm doing a thing a week of drawings. So a thing a week of drawings and a thing a month of acoustic covers, ukulele yes. covers. That's nice. a
3: good artistic challenge. Yeah. Do you put your art out
1: for yeah. sale as well? For sale, no, because.
3: But you deviant it or whatever. I put
1: it on like Instagram and I oh. throw it up on um by my Facebook so. I'm thinking if there's enough demand, maybe I'll start a Patreon. Dot, yeah, dot, dot. let people
3: give you money. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the what worst thing that happens is people don't give you money. And if they do give you money, free money. Free money. And they're like, go do your thing. Yeah. That's cool. Make me an art. Here's some yeah. money. Yeah. I can respect that. I mean, I honestly feel like things like Patreon aren't like a s- stable model. Like, I can't imagine that, like, for 20 years, like, hundreds of people would pay anyone to be an artist necessarily or whatever but in the short term for getting out there and like getting a leg up it's it's freaking great.
0: I I think it'll be interesting to see because you know there there are bands and artists that have had a solid following for 20 or 30 years that people keep wanting to buy their music if you get fans who like your music and you keep producing more of it in exchange for people giving you money for it through a channel that's not like a record store or distributor it might work it'd be i'm curious to see how that model evolves over the years
3: that i just think it's the kind of thing where like people will be funding more than one thing at a time and then they'll start being more selective about the things they fund so like they'll be like oh i don't want to fund this anymore i want to fund this now and move it around because it's like oh man do i get hulu netflix or amazon prime you know well i could buy all three or this one seems to have more movies and stuff that I want, I'll just pay for that one. Like I think it's more like that sort of subscription model like overall. I mean that's just my take on it. Not to tell people not to do Patreon because I think if people do give you money, then like you're like fuck, I don't got to work. I just have to make my art which is which is a form of work and should be paid for. Yeah. yeah.
1: Patreon I feel like works the best if you're like a webcomic artist or you you have like a serial blog or something like yeah. you have a set schedule and you produce things like clockwork all the time yeah but for things like albums and for uh, games for yeah. example it, it takes way more
0: yeah it's it's really important to be able to give people incremental updates mm-hmm. or have like this update relate to the last one to make it feel like somebody's subscribing into a stream of something. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that with songs unless you're doing like a rock opera one song at a time which would be a cool project but it's not what most people are already planning on doing. Yeah, Yeah.
1: If you can create and record like like, a song a week then more power to you but I can't do that. I think
3: that's sort of what like Megaran does Patreon but he's already established in a lot of ways. Like uh but he does, he has the ability to do nothing but his music already. So he's, like, subsidizing, not touring and stuff with creating new tracks and, like, giving people exclusives and
2: free yeah. albums and
3: things, which is really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the only people I, I, I know with successful Patreons were already getting a lot of money from fans. Yeah, anyway, they yeah. yeah.
2: So, so it's, yeah, like good my, news. Just an alternate for
3: touring. Anybody. Yeah. Like, but yeah, there's a lot of reasons to, to give it a shot. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I, it is curious to see how, like, 10 years from now, like, who's still going to be living off of that.
0: Because it is harder to spend time making new music if you're also having to tour, mm-hmm. having to do any of the brand representation stuff. The more you can actually push off the business side of it and say, I just want to make art. If people want to pay me for it, that's great. I think that's that's a business model that I'd like to see succeed more, regardless yeah. of the specific type of art. But I mean, like you mentioned, I'm curious how how people's consistency and their stamina for contributing is going to hold up over time. Mm-hmm. It might be the kind of thing like Kickstarter where you just have to be new and flashy to get a bunch of people. And then they forget about you in a month. And then the next new and flashy thing comes along. And you set new records, but it's not the same people that were kickstarting the last project, right. necessarily.
3: Word. Word. So uh,
0: I guess Word. the take we home got- here is give us all money for our art.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give us all money uh, we got you have questions from your fans yes yeah we should pull those up really quickly here yes uh, I guess I've got my thing out let me take off hey everything.
0: hey hey you got your thing out a bit too early there my prof. phone I
3: got my phone my cyber phone my cyber phone is out and I'm pushing buttons on it so all right so we've got some uh, some fan questions this has never happened before I don't think we've done like calls from the
1: public sort of thing
0: uh, I think I think a couple episodes ago you found some people with questions for us but uh
1: so the were, reason why yeah. I I uh asked my my friends and fans on uh, Twitter and Facebook to give me some topics to talk about because I I am 100% sure like I am not very interesting to hear talk so um <laughs> I figured if, uh, if I could a- answer some questions or talk about some topics that people have actually asked me to talk about, then maybe they might listen to this podcast.
2: Talk
0: about pop music. Talk about
1: pop what, music. What is that? What we do we do pop, about?
0: pop
3: music. Let's see. If people want to know about the decline of Western civilization.
1: We were just talking about how robots are going to take over. We were. Yeah, human jobs over
0: here. yeah humans are being replaced by robots everywhere yeah, yeah. And more than just in manual labor soon robots will be doing our podcasting and our music <laughs> yeah
3: robots already kind of write the music in most <laughs> of our bands
0: <laughs> beep pop,
2: boop pop.
0: yeah we're we're increasingly more and more robotic um partly because we have a robot guitar player yeah
3: off, do
2: Rob.
3: Do? welcome to my world suckers <laughs> I'll be fine when we finally... Ta- I mean, when
0: nothing happens
3: and
2: everything. When
1: nothing fine. happens. <laughs> yeah,
0: don't even worry about Good
1: it, Good luck humans. breeding. Did you hear oh. about
0: the... Uh, was it the Philip, <laughs> Philip K. Dick robot that said that he wants to put humans in a human zoo? A human zoo? Yeah, but it, it, wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be treated badly.
3: Man, we already live in a human zoo. Oh.
0: Life.
2: <laughs>
0: Who's on the other side of the bar is watching us.
3: All right, the distinct lack of new Keiko albums available for purchase. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about there's that. There's going to be more Keiko albums coming soon. And uh, there's
1: going to be more um, Keiko uh, covers every month. This is this is me going on record, um, so I can't back out of this. <laughs> so you guys should uh, check out my SoundCloud and pressure me to, to make more um, covers.
3: Cool. All right, we got some food-based questions. All right, Jerry, Gary Chin once again asks, uh, chinese or no cheese based products and their impact on geopolitics none none whatsoever cheese
1: products oh oh We you talk about not cheese no 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 ta- um so have you ever seen um chef's table on netflix no so there's this um episode where this italian chef um he's he's in italy and they they have this huge earthquake right and he's um Uh, The the, the Parmigiano-Reggiano like cheese makers come to him and they're like, dude, we just had this huge earthquake. All our cheese wheels are on the floor. There's just, it's a huge Mm. mess. Like all this beautiful, beautiful Parmigiano-Reggiano. What are we going to do with all this cheese? We need to be able to move it or else, you know, we're we're just going to be sunk. And the chef goes, I have an idea. And he makes this recipe. For, um, for risotto that uses like a ton of Parmigiano-Reggiano, it takes off and the cheese goes flying out the door and no one had to be laid off. Nice. So chefs, it's on you.
3: There you go. All right. Well, that answers that topic. There you go, Russ. <laughs> Thank you, Keiko. Uh, Godwin's Law. Uh, should it be taught in the classroom to better prepare kids for adulthood? That's from John Baker.
1: Of course it is. Um Baker. <laughs> um probably by the time it gets around to being like a law, it's gonna be old news and everyone's gonna know to not um equate things with Hitler anyway. Either that or it's not gonna matter. So um that was like a, a think piece of saying We'll be
3: equating things to Trump by then. Yeah. yeah. All right, but not to get too into politics now. Game now who Who is on our show? Uh, just recently.
1: Okay, so, no cone, right? No, no means con. no means brain. 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 Right. Your yeah. your brain is your no. Okay. And Kon, I have no idea, but he says it means like a a specific shade of dark blue. I don't. Really believe him. Mr. Blue Brain. Yeah.
3: All right. He wants to know can jet fuel melt steel beams? I don't know. I I mean, if it really believes in itself, anything's possible.
0: Can
1: jet fuel melt your heart?
0: With a Cool Island song, it could. (laughs) Maybe.
1: (laughs)
3: Let's see. Do we need to ask any more of these? Uh,
0: These super serious music questions?
3: uh, Jen. Jen wants to know, a good interviewer would make that easy. Well, thanks, Jen. <laughs> uh, but I'd say ask them why they invited you and go off of that. Why didn't we invite you? Oh, 'cause because we like you, I guess. Yeah. I mean... I just want to hang out. We're friends, yeah. 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 We're friends. I
0: mean, you've, you've sung with us before. Yes. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, you came on and did a B-52s cover with us. Give me back, my man. Right. The video's up on the internet. That yep. That happened. And, and, and I'm going to
1: sing with you again in a little bit. Yeah, Hopefully. you're going to come
3: and, like be on our, our one of our new songs here, yeah helping us out so yeah I mean there's all sorts of reasons to have you on I mean why pick one that's what I say
0: you've got the best yeah. hair out of the three of us yeah <laughs> well thanks <laughs> I just
3: watched it I mean you, you got want? the second look best that, hair look out yeah, of yeah three look at that <laughs> thank you thank you you have the third best well
0: you know it
1: <laughs> some,
3: I mean it's there kinda yeah you know
1: just mostly
0: gray and pokey. It's beautiful.
3: Gray and pokey. You know, it's 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 beautiful. You're beautiful. Aww. Don't ever say bad things about yourself. Uh, speaking of things that tell you to, you to never say bad things about yourself, there's nothing more uplifting than a Disney song, is there?
0: Th- there <laughs> there is nothing more uplifting than a Disney. Or song. Or did you want
3: to talk about how Kanye West is crazy and how Kesha should be let out of her contract?
0: I don't know. I mean, you want? Should we do a quick music news and then fig fill it out with the... um, Kanye West says crazy things. Oh my
2: god!
0: Who
3: knew? He's broke apparently, but he still has money. Like, he's... He's in debt? I don't know. He says he still buys his his porn star wife
0: furs and stuff. I don't know. I I don't care about his money. I barely care about his politics. Occasionally, he says something that needs to be said, and the rest of the time, he's just all that ego part that we were talking about you, you getting throw, too involved in the music. I don't
3: know. I don't think there's much difference between Donald Trump and Kanye West except one's running for president. I think they both kinda of throw shit out of wall to see what sticks. Mm. And every once in a while they get it right because of the law of averages.
0: <laughs> like, Kanye is a better musician than Donald
1: Trump. Yeah. Well,
3: we don't I don't know. Did you see those those girls performing that Donald Trump song oh my before God. a rally? Cause, Cause, they were pretty fucking rocking. Oh my
2: god! Was that god. sparkle that
3: motion? Was, that was sparkle motion in action, like two hundred per hundred and fifty percent at least. <laughs> so, what do you think about Kanye West Keiko?
1: He's I except for uh, that time that he sampled uh, Enigma on T-Lob.
3: <laughs> That's the one thing you can't forgive.
1: No, I can't forgive that.
0: Man, yeah, I haven't even heard the new stuff yet. I just know that that uh, it when I hear. Any of his new music, it never seems as good as his older music. He's mm-hmm. been on this downward trajectory, in my mind, since late registration. Like, that's the last album I truly enjoyed front to back.
1: He did this uh, um, uh, song with Santa Gold and uh, Lee Kay Lee one time, and that was pretty cool. But his his verse was just all about how awesome he is, so... Yeah,
3: <laughs> I heard he, he's on that American Boy song. Oh I yeah, like that. And with his, Yeah, and his his shit is so subpar. Yeah, like I, it, it's like cringeworthy. You're just like, oh man, you like take a great song and then you like try and like come to like give it some sort of I don't know like mainstream approval by having like Kanye West on it or something, and then he just like calls it in like Snoop Dogg does with like everything. No.
1: If you put like Kanye West next to a fused uh, gem like Garnet, mm-hmm. Estelle, like yeah. you're just not, it's not going to be as good. No.
3: Man. That's... She's
1: stronger than you.
3: Yeah. Because she's two people. Right? Merged into one.
1: Yes.
0: I think, I realized recently, the only thing worse than reading Kanye's tweets is reading replies to Kanye's tweets.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> that whole page on Twitter is just a hellhole. <laughs> you know
3: like companies have started like replying to Kanye's tweets to get like articles written
0: about replying to Kanye's tweets. That is one of the reasons why it's such a hellhole. Yeah. It's like his, his tweets the worse they are the bigger a shit magnet they are.
3: You should
1: probably only reply to Kanye's tweets with Kim-ojis. <laughs>
3: What's kim Kim Kardashian's emojis. Her she own
0: random emojis, yes. She has her own emoji She's
1: set. Giant ass emojis, just oh. luscious, like oily just ass. Peach,
0: peach, peach. <laughs> being, I, use, I use peach and eggplant myself. Yeah.
3: Her uh, her being peed on.
0: <laughs> That's an emoji I don't have on my phone.
3: Kim Kardashian being peed on is the emoji that iOS seven should have or whatever. Uh,
0: didn't Facebook just add that as a new like button?
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
3: Kim Kardashian being peed on? Yeah. Is, my, is the new <SSSSSSSSSs3> that's emoji. <Sf->
1: that's my reaction. My
3: fi- Times man of the year, 2016. Or person <laughs> of the year. Kim Kardashian being peed on emoji.
0: You <laughs> know, there have been those people submitting their own, well, thanks for these buttons, Facebook. But what we really wanted was these. Mm-hmm. My favorite one that someone wanted was, ironic because you're actually part of the problem.
2: Oh.
0: (laughs) There's so many posts on Facebook that I want to be able to click that (laughs) button on. (laughs) Like, thanks for bringing up the issue, but here's a mirror.
2: Yeah, right.
3: Um,
0: yeah. So, Kesha.
2: (laughs) Oh, my heart.
0: Poor girl. I mean, it it highlights so many problems with the music industry and legal system and life in general. Um... I don't know what's what's your what's your take on it Kiko?
1: So, um you you don't have to like Kesha's music or want her to keep her music career to feel bad for her, you know? Like this yeah. is completely fucked up. Um and you know, I wanted to kind of um be what is that word when you're not like emotionally attached to it like detached kind of like detached and take a um,
2: objective a
1: like viewpoint and not like immediately rush to judgment because dr. Luke hadn't really said anything and then um and then he said on Twitter that you know it's all lies and it's so sad that you know someone can uh, you know put all this slander out and completely ruin a you know a good thing and I'm like oh maybe maybe there it's it's a little bit more complicated than what Kesha is saying and and then um I read an article so this is just me re- reading articles on the internet so I I have absolutely no insight <laughs> to this but um so I read this article from a a music lawyer um and she said that Sony literally cannot do anything about this because um, Kesha's not signed to Sony, per se. Sony's Sony not, has nothing to do with her contract. Yeah, she's signed with Dr. Luke. She's signed with Dr. Luke. So Kesha cannot sing the national anthem on TV. She can't record a, a acoustic cover and put it on YouTube. She can't write songs for other people without that money going directly to Dr. Luke. No. She gets nothing.
3: Now, is, is this the kind of thing? Could, it, could she do what Prince did? And write out her contract with a bunch of like greatest hits albums and stuff like that and perform under another name while that contract runs its course.
1: Oh, well, that's what he did? Yeah, that's
3: what Prince did. And that's That's what the that's, word
0: symbol was all about.
1: Oh Yeah.
3: That's 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 the thing that I've been wondering through this whole case. I mean, if she was I if she was sexually assaulted by this man and like now she's trapped in a contract with him, that's super beyond fucked up. Yes. Yeah. Um but, I mean, I haven't really paid too much attention to the facts. Like, the other day, they, they put out a video on TMZ showing Kesha, like, saying that, like, she was never, like, sexually assaulted by Dr. Luke from, like, way back in the day. And, like, they're trying to say that that's, like, evidence against her claim or something like that. So there's, like, it's getting really mucky, and it's really messed up. Um, but like, I'm just wondering why she hasn't tried doing that, and if there's a reason why she can't do that. Like, because if she can, if if she can get out of her contract that way by just not performing as Kesha, as much as there's an emotional connection to that. I mean, you got your you got like your you got a dollar sign in your name. You know, it's not like you're you necessarily your personal
0: identity there already just replace it with a pound sign and you're a new yeah. artist yeah you're Kaha. yeah um,
1: she's Kesha Rose now her as uh, she changed her twitter handle
0: oh uh, well maybe that's the direction she's going mm-hmm. in yeah another question i had was and maybe this is this is a little confusing if you say that her contract isn't with sony but it's with dr luke yeah. because what i heard from the from the recent court decision was that It was a contract with Sony, but Sony was saying they'd only promote the album if it was done with Dr. Luke, whereas she could work with other producers. Sony just wouldn't promote it, which if that's true, it seems like it's a shitty way to have to get it over with. But you could just make six albums with another producer. Mm -hmm. Sony wouldn't promote them, but... Kesha could promote her own albums because she's got her own online identity and her own fan base. Taylor Swift is giving her hugs, you know. I think
3: Doctor Luke prevents her from doing that somehow with his contract. Like, I think he has some sort of creative control over who she works with.
2: Hmm.
3: Like, possibly, I don't know. Yeah, It's, it's it's murky and it's messed up. I think like the 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 big issue here though is is like with the with the contract stuff musicians in general are exploited like this every day with the sexual harassment and the rape stuff like female artists have been dealing with that shit forever like so there's two major issues in the music industry here that are kind of being brought to the light at the same time and they're both practices are fucked up and like one of them is already super illegal but people get so afraid of losing everything that they've worked for and all the stuff that they've built up that they don't necessarily go along with it. Like the, the basis for the runaways just recently came out and said that she was sexually assaulted by the runaways producer and manager. And like that was when she was like 17. I think um, Kim Deal, uh, also uh, in her biography, talked about like dealing with sexism in the music industry and being a female musician yeah, there so, have been like, a few
0: harassment cases lately even just this this past year yeah it's it's so, out there yeah it sucks.
3: It, it sucks that it sucks that musicians are exploited and it doubly sucks that female musicians are doubly exploited like that you know yeah.
1: bottom line free kesha
3: yeah, yeah, like, uh, if Sony Spucked can't do up. anything about it, then at the very least, they shouldn't be working with Dr. Luke if yeah. he's a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, on that cheerful note, it's Disney song time. Yay! All right, <laughs> best segue ever, huh? <laughs> oh, from, from, from rape to zippity-doo-dah. <laughs>
0: um, nothing offensive there.
3: Nothing offensive there, right, Disney? Oh, boy. It's just a song about bluebirds. <laughs> so as, as everybody who listens to our podcast every month does, as I'm sure everyone listening, you listen every month, uh, we do a top five-themed music list with our guests, and the rules are simple. We each get five songs. If there's any overlap, the two people must compete to decide who gets to keep the song. This month's competition is Disney Voices. Yes. So if there's a three-way tie, that goes to the guest. If we all have a song.
0: But if only two people disagree, then the third person is the impartial judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. Gets to define which impression we do. Gets to judge us. Gets to laugh at us.
3: Yeah. So that's going to be what happens. All right. What are we going to do for the... This, this month's brother should be a... Ah-ha! So if, you, if, if, you, if, if I say a song and it's on your list, you got to go... Ah-ha! Okay. All right. And uh, since you're our guest, Keiko, you get to start with number five.
1: Oh, top five? You're what is your five. fifth
0: favorite Disney song?
1: Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Ooh.
0: All
3: right. I was oh. so
1: obsessed with Pocahontas when I was like 10. It was great.
3: Just around the river, I remember they did, like, they had a bunch of the artists at the mall and stuff. And I was asking them about why they watched the film. I was like 13. Oh, wow. And I was like, hey, you know she didn't marry that guy, right? Like, she married this other guy. Do I think you made the villain
1: in the film or something? No, or something. no, no. They, they, they uh, corrected it with uh, Pocahontas two. She, oh, yeah. she goes to England and marries John Rolfe. Oh, okay. Pocahontas two: Journey to a New World.
3: I, I, I missed that one. Yeah, you I'm did. <laughs> it was probably all my pestering. Anyway. Yeah. Sorely lacking
0: so in the Pocahontas department on my list. I'll, will tell you up yeah. front. Yeah. Um, We're oh, about
3: to date ourselves here too.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think there's, there's two. Dating ourselves moments like, I was finding doing this list that the further I thought back, the more Disney songs I realized how much were like in my life as a child. Ha yeah. like, There's there's the the golden age of '90s Disney that we like hit us you know in our late that, single digit, early double digit yeah, years. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was like our tweener, like yeah. Aladdin and yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah.
0: Like that. Uh, but. I also remember I grew up on a lot of the classic Disney movies, both stuff we'd watch at school and mm-hmm. stuff that I'd see on the Disney Channel as a kid. And so um, a lot of mine are going to be real old school. I'm going to start with Pink Elephants on Parade from Ooh. Dumbo. Ooh, nice. Because, you know, it's it's not only a, a cool song. There's a lot of cool horns and instrumental stuff in there, but it's creepy as fuck. It's
1: so trippy. Yeah. And
0: so, so much of the old Disney animation, like was so tied with the music back then. It wasn't just, let's make a song for radio. It was, let's make an audio visual experience to make kids feel like they're tripping balls. It's, <laughs> it's
3: drug-related. Yeah. yeah. When he gets drunk and sees pink elephants.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm gonna, I'm, a lot of my picks are going to be some, some of those more impactful, right. like psychedelic. So that's nice. my number All five. Right. What about Love. you, Prof?
3: Uh, Vader's Imperial March from Star Wars, which is a Disney Oh, movie. I hate you
0: so much. Uh, what? It wasn't Disney it wasn't when it no. came out. It I is, don't think that it
3: counts. Is. It's in the new movie. Oh, it it probably is. Ah,
2: you're, it. you're back on your crush fucking it. college
0: football team fight song strategy again. No, trying to game the system, <laughs> no, no, and not no. have any collisions, and not have to do your uh, no, your impression I'm... of Sebastian. The...
3: Look, I only half asked this list, so. You just, you just, you—you'll see, so you'll be pleasantly surprised at some point, maybe. Okay.
0: Yeah. Is that a promise? Maybe.
3: All right,
1: my number four, right? Yeah, yeah. is under the sea. Under the
3: sea. Do, 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 do. Caribbean music.
0: Darling, yes. it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me.
1: Sebastian was originally supposed to have like a, a butler type of like a British accent, but uh-huh. they wrote that song and re rewrote his character. Eman. Hey, yeah.
3: Hey, Ariel, you want to be talking this, brief? Drink a red stripe. (laughs) Boom.
0: All right. Uh, Great song. Great movie. Uh, I'm going old school again for number four. This is probably going to surprise some of you. Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty. I just think it's a beautiful song.
3: Well, uh, this is also a beautiful song. Very emotional. Back in Black, Iron Man. Also a you Disney. You are movie. a
1: piece of shit, dude. I'm gonna second <laughs> that.
0: I'm, gonna, I'm going, going to second Man. the piece of shit.
2: <laughs> <for> <laughs> you're, <that. laughs> you're not
3: choosing. <laughs> Disney
2: animated. Back in we Black. We know, <laughs> know what song is. It's
3: I'm so good. Thank you. It's right up there. <laughs> It's right up there with all of your songs. <laughs> I, I, Classic. I grew up listening to it.
2: And then it was
0: in the Iron Man.
2: It was look, so rock-y.
0: Professor Robot. There's a lot you have to learn about Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Coming look. from another dimension and not being human, oh, you may be a bit confused as how this okay. works.
3: Here, all right. I'll, I'll I'll throw you a bone here. I'll take that out and I'm gonna put. I'm gonna add something. I think that we're gonna have a little challenge on. Uh, I wanna be like you from the jungle book.
1: Ooh.
3: Oh you ooh, ooh Not as good as Back in Black.
1: Fallout Boy actually covered that recently. Oh
3: really? That's well, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like punishment for like, <laughs> something. No, it's a good song. So, it's, a,
1: it's a good song and I just yeah. ruined it for you, so.
3: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Kind of like I ruined this list with Back in yes. Black. Yes. Don't worry, so, guys. Don't worry, guys. Chip for tap, it's motherfucker. All, it's all, it's all, you're going to love everything from here, you assholes. <laughs> Just trying to keep you honest. Yeah. All
1: right, all right. Number three? Yeah, you're number three. My number three is Friend Like Me from Aladdin. Oh. That's a good one. Oh, snap. R.I.P. Robin Williams. Mm, so.
0: er, my, her. There, there you you are, I think, pro- there are approximately 45 different voices in that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, my number three is gonna have to be bare necessities. Ooh,
3: yeah, nice. Jungle Book. Jungle Book had some of the swinginess, crazy. Because yes. yeah. it was like during that, that and Robin mm-hmm. Hood, I think, are my two, like, overall, musically, like, are probably my two favorites just because they've oh. got, like, a lot of that Dixieland uh-huh. sort of, like, jazz, like, style to them. Oh, that, man. Like, Jungle Book made my list, but um, the Robin Hood one didn't. If you pick a pow pow. Oh, prickly, um, prickly, prickly pan.
1: pan. Okay, so w- would the hamster dance count as a Disney song? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, it, it was it's, was originally from the Robin Hood movie.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Rob, for that Robin Hood, a little Robin <laughs> the forest, but it. But we're yeah. getting off. So is it my turn now?
0: Yeah, you're number okay.
3: three. Uh, Oogie Boogie Man from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice, yeah. Gotta get some Danny Elfman in there. Yeah. Yep. And that Good is, call. that is like some, that's also kind of an old jazzy, like Cab Calloway sort of song.
1: Yeah, yeah. right on. So my number two right yeah. yeah is A Whole New World from Aladdin
3: oh man nope too cheesy for me yeah. I was like 13 oh. that, that song was so
0: girly Peebo Bryson
1: <laughs> oh I, I meant like the actual like from the animated movie
0: but there was there was that like yes. pop yeah. version that was out right
1: yes that had soul to it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good song I mean yes. that's the thing about they're all good songs Ooh. and there's so many of them yes that I'm kind of not surprised we haven't had a collision right? yet. <laughs> um, so my number two, uh, two um, let's go for part of their world <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right.
0: I knew you had a bob in there somewhere
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right I guess Gives I get to... oh man I want you guys to do your best goofies all right Keiko, do you want to go
0: first or second? Second. All right. Go, well, G I gotta forget how Goofy sounds, you know.
1: You know. It's
3: not Goofy doesn't say you know. Oh. I think you got this.
1: Gosh, Max. Goofy doesn't sound like that. He's cooler than that. But not cooler than Xavier Kugat, the Mambo King, everybody Mambo.
3: I'm giving it to Keiko, cause she knew who Goofy was and also went with the Goof Troop reference. I love Goof Troop. Goof Troop was the shiznat. <laughs> Man. Uh,
0: okay, I need a new number two. Um, all right. Let's keep it in let's keep it underwater and go with poor unfortunate souls.
3: That's that's a big that's a big time like Broadway musical number to me.
1: So if that was in my my extras, that doesn't count, right? Right. No. Okay.
0: No, yeah. you can't. I mean, you can't use it now, though.
1: So Got fine. it.
3: But
0: considering we yeah. only I have, mean, a I want to be others. like you was in mm-hmm. my extras, but I didn't. I didn't give you shit about yeah,
3: it. Right. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: All right. Cool. Yeah. I sang "Poor yeah. Unfortunate Souls" in karaoke once. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nice. So is it my number, my number? Number two. It's you. Everybody wants to be a cat from the Aristocrats. Ooh. Now, let me lay the scene for you. In this scene, the cats go to a jazz club, and they all do heroin <laughs> and start singing about how great being a cat is. And like, I think some of them take it. Or there might have been acid in the milk or something, because it gets really psychedelic there. Like, they drink some cream, which I thought was a metaphor for, for drugs. And then they all just go wild, man, and jazz it up.
1: Do you remember this part from Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, though? Shanghai Kongfong Egg Fu Young. Fu Chin Cookie Always Wrong. That's a hot one.
3: You know, yeah, that was a pretty racist. <laughs>
1: it was a Siamese cat. Yeah. And he got that top hat, and he put it on his head like, oh. Like the symbol, Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I, I that wanted was to amazing. put We Are Siamese in my list that I
1: just
0: wanted myself <laughs> to do it. Uh, yeah, I almost went
3: with the let's let's uh, zippity doodah and like all the like most the racist really, Disney yeah. shit ever. It's got
0: the two best qualities of a Disney song. It's short and it's racist.
3: <laughs> but I don't know, I went with the rampant drug and then the crows and Dumbo. Yeah. Like there's
0: so many I ain't never seen an elephant fly. Yeah. There's so many
1: so many pot
3: shots I could have taken there. But...
0: Right. Is it time for Keiko's number one all-time well, Disney song? Well, you took
1: oh, it. You took my number one, which was "Part of Your World." I'm a huge Little Mermaid fan. When I was little, I thought that like if I just believed in myself enough, I could become a mermaid when I grew up. There's still like you can't.
3: There, there are like I'm, things you can buy.
1: I'm, 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 I'm too old. I, uh, you can no, just my, suck up. my, my, my moment has passed. Start swimming.
3: <laughs> Work on breath control and then get one of those mermaid tails that they had sell on the internet.
1: My, my my time has passed, but anyway. <laughs> You're number one. Um so I just pick one from, from my your, from reserve. No I mean, no but you
0: so technically I had to pick a different one. You keep part of your part of their world as okay. your number one. Yeah oh, okay. but we just lost the suspense for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. But yeah, but no, let's it's act definitely like really
0: excited about it. That's a great pick. I love that song. Yeah. Damn. I would have put it. In, wait, I
3: did put it in I my list. Not in a million years would I have guessed that was your next song.
1: Okay, but yeah, nice. Little Mermaid, man. Yeah,
0: what? I mean it's good. I actually had to force myself to pick songs that weren't from The Little Mermaid just because it's kind of like, like I said, it's like kind of the like golden age.
1: It definitely was. Um,
0: there's, uh-huh. there's, def I could do my top five favorite songs from The Little Mermaid.
1: So um, a little spoiler from my new EP. So Alan Menken, I, I saw um, a, a thing on him on TV about how he was writing Part of Your World. And he's like, OK, well, we're, we're underwater. What sounds like water? And then he does his tinkling on the piano. I'm like, that totally sounds like water. But it's a piano. How does it sound like water? That's amazing. So Alan Menken, man. Like, he's a tallow. Yeah.
0: A he's a pip. My number one Disney song. <laughs> uh very merry on birthday to you. <laughs> yes, you. a uh, very merry on birthday to you. To oh, me. me, yes, you. Wow, is it? Yeah, it's, it's all unbirthday. of our
3: unbirthdays. It's all of our unbirthdays. My birthday's in about half a year, so doesn't
0: matter today. It's my unbirthday. It's your unbirthday. Mm-hmm. Happy unbirthday, Professor Oba. I'm very merry
3: unbirthday to all of you.
0: Well, today's my, my unbirthday. Fancy birthday cup of tea? Too.
3: And I guess no room. Move down! <laughs> and I guess my response to a very merry on birthday to you would be Chim Chimini, Chim chiminy, Chim Chim Chiru. Because that's my number one pick, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, Merry fucking Poppins. Merry
0: fucking Mary Poppins. Merry motherfucking
3: Poppins up in this bitch.
0: I Dick think that's probably... fucking Van fucking Dyke. <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you see that motherfucker,
3: 90 years old, oh. got up on stage and danced like along with a song at the Disney tribute last week?
1: I did not see that.
3: Dude, he was fucking leaping around and his legs were He's... twirling, still going. Dick Van Dyke, national treasure.
1: Thank fucking God no one yeah. had an Ottoman on stage. <laughs> no,
3: like... <laughs> Nice, <laughs> but no. That whole movie, I think, is just overall one of the like best musicals ever of all time.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I've yeah. Great songs from that one. I mean, like, how house. can you forget like Go Fly a Kite and Spoonful yeah. of Sugar and Super Califragilistic I so Yeah, almost
3: went with Super Califragilistic, and then I was like, that's not my favorite song. That's yeah. the song everybody. The knows. song, yeah.
0: Yeah. See, what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a joke list of Zippity Doo Bibbidi bobbidi boo, super catchphrastic, expialidocious, chim Chimmery, and uh, one other song with nonsense words in it. And I was kind of thinking the wonderful thing about Tiggers because it's got bouncy, trouncy, pouncy, and flouncy. Only two of which are words. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But what, what about Tracuna Hakuna Matata? But those aren't those real words.
3: Hakuna Matata might be. I'm talking about bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, like there's there's some. Isn't Bibbidi bobbidi Boo from that? That's from Cinderella. Okay, well, there's another song like that. In
1: yeah. knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah I, yeah, I don't
0: think I ever saw the whole thing of bed knobs and Broomsticks. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. It. It's like, here's this Lansbury magical, under- magical bed. bed
3: knob that they touch, and it takes them underwater and makes nights come alive. And then they figure out they can just unscrew the bed knob and take it with them.
0: Genius.
1: So you guys yeah. were all trying to be funny and clever, like you motherfuckers always try to do. Yeah. But the more you think about how these songs, you know, touch your life, the more you you got back in touch with that that part of your childhood, right? You just right? cut
0: through that, like, calloused hipster
3: Right. Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I
0: cuts, fucking... cuts through the Frozen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You got to let it go. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I, I went back and I, I actually went on YouTube and looked at a lot of old old Disney movies trying to find the ones that, like, you know, I wouldn't. Pull the song out of a list, mm-hmm. but if I hear it again, it flashes me back. And right. one of the things that it was—it was hard to not put on my list, but I didn't because it was short and has no lyrics—is the cards theme from Alice in Wonderland. Mm. When the cards are marching, right after the painting the roses red theme, you get the da 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 and I'm like, that song has been stuck in my head for my whole life, <laughs> and I never quite put it together. Nice. But like, that's some really catchy fanfare.
3: A, l- a lot of Fantasia stuff kind of made my like secondary list, just like Saucer's Apprentice and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Like, there's so much good classical music in general in that film. Yeah, but that's
0: that's more like Back in Black, in that it, it wasn't that written for awesome. a Disney movie. It was just used no, in a Disney movie. Maybe ACDC wrote. <laughs> maybe
3: ACDC wrote Back in Black back in the 80s. But that song was freaking made for Iron Man.
0: I actually I think actually Iron, Iron Man, Man was literally made for Iron Man. That
3: was, that was both. They couldn't have more than one song made for it. That is how prolific Iron Man Tony Stark is.
1: When you're trying to explain to us, you turn into New York Jewish, Professor <laughs> Robot. Look.
3: Maybe you gotta defend Iron is. Man? You gotta defend little, Iron Man. Hey, what do you want? The, you want the Iron Man maybe? You should uh, let him have Bacon Black and the Black Sabbath. So, and the
2: Black City. As
3: well. Why
2: are you die a, you're uh, such a
3: mensch? I don't know. All I'm saying is if I were having a Iron Man themed Bar Mishva, I would, uh, you know, maybe play Bacon Black. And I am the man, because you got to play more than one show. It's a long
0: movie. <laughs> it's a long bar mitzvah. Yeah,
3: it's going to go on for a couple of
0: hours. There's going to be some reading from the Torah. There's going to be some challah. There's going to be, you know, that
3: you're going to play a little bit of the You're going to play
0: a little bit of Catch the Gefilte Fish. you
3: got to, you know, play. you got to have all the people come dressed like the Incredible Hulk and Captain America and the Hawkeye. And you got to have them at the vomit for you know, to create the
0: effect.
1: Which one is the Hawkeye? It's the green one. No. he's the green one. That's Green Guy. That's the Green Guy. Green, the Green Smasher.
0: Yeah, the yeah. Angry Green Smasher. Yeah.
3: <laughs> then there's uh, MC Hammer. <laughs> it's like, he's he's very, he doesn't dance anymore. And
0: there's <laughs> uh, A- Arrow Man. Arrow Guy, yes. <laughs>
3: the Hawkeye. He's uh, I think he was uh, part of the A-team or something. And uh, there's
0: know. like a jumpsuit girl,
3: right? Yeah, a jumpsuit uh, lady. Oh. She was obviously a Bond villain. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, because it's a movie made past 2000 there's Samuel L. Jackson.
0: <laughs> Playing M- Mace Windu, right?
3: Yeah, she, yeah, he's a Jedi or something. I don't know. he has got an
0: eye. M- M- Mace Windex. Yeah.
3: All right. So Keiko Takamura, where can people check you out on the internet?
1: So uh, I have a SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Keiko Takamura. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Keiko Takamura Music, I believe, uh, and on Twitter, at uh, Keiko Takamura. So I, I do a bunch of um, crappy drawings of, like, uh, drawings fan art. fucking awesome. <laughs> Don't.
3: Don't. Don't belittle your drawings.
1: Thing a week of uh, fan art drawings and thing a month of acoustic covers. Um, just just hang out with me online. I'm I'm a lot more interesting online than I am on
2: podcast. You did great. Thank champ, you. You're a champ. Don't
3: even trip. Uh, and then where can people find the Crash Faster stuff?
1: Uh, crashfaster.com, Crashfaster.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter uh, as Crash Faster. So. Just look up Crash Fast. Just look up Crash Fast. you are all one word.
2: Yeah.
3: There you go. All right. And uh, you can (laughs) find Cartoon Violence on the internet as well. You probably already did if you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) Uh, But hey, follow us at Cartoon Violence on Twitter. The Real Cartoon Violence on Facebook. Facebook. And uh, go to our website, CartoonViolenceMusic.com.
0: And we're going to have a playlist of all these Disney songs. Assuming Disney songs are on Spotify, you can go to Spotify Our username is Cartoon Violence, all one word. Uh, You can also listen to our album, Robots and Dinosaurs, if you search for Cartoon Violence, two words.
3: Yeah, and you can go to YouTube and look at the video of us doing a B52 song with Keiko.
0: Yeah, I think it was from the 8-Bit SF album release. Yeah, it was from our
3: album release
0: party. That was like two
3: years ago, actually. Yeah. Almost two
0: years to the the date, almost.
2: Man. How time flies.
3: And with that, we'll see you next time if uh, we're not in
0: old retirement home. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having a podcast with us, Kiko.
1: Thank you.